0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook, joined by Justin Wells. It's Friday night. You're getting ready for the game. So Justin and I are going to answer some of the pressing questions ahead of this week's game between the Texas Longhorns and the Kansas State Wildcats. Justin, is this, I mean, this is probably the biggest home game left on the schedule for the Longhorns. I know there are only two. Uh, Probably the biggest game left on the schedule
1: for Texas. You know, it kind of is. I think I think our uh, trusty publisher, Eric Nolene, described it as um, almost like a Big 12 championship semifinal. And and I think that's kind of where you're at. You know, Kansas State's playing ball really well at the right time. And no one should be surprised. That's a Chris Kleiman coached program. But Texas has, is dealing with they're playing with the backup quarterback for number one. And you know that they've got some stuff going on on defense that they're trying to fix over the last three or four weeks. And so this game is beginning of the season, and you saw Kansas State. I believe uh, was the loss was to Missouri. You knew it was still okay. Okay, this can be a good team, but they still don't have Deuce Vaughn. They still missing out on those corners from last year. These guys have two quarterbacks that can play, and they they're both they both bring a, a different dimension to to, to the offense. And so, Joe, I I think this is gonna be close. Like I, I I think this I think the line, what did we see the line at late the last thing you saw? Three and a half, but for, for yeah, Texas. Probably a field goal and a push. That that's probably where this is at. And you know what? Climan's gonna make Sarkin these guys earn it because I think he feels like this is the last time he's gonna get a shot at Texas, with them obviously leading the Big 12 next for next season. And so and Clyman's the one guy at K-State that hasn't beaten. Texas. And so I think they're going to come in with a little bit of more punch, a little bit more fire, but you and I both know they are going to be incredibly disciplined and well-coached.
0: So let's dive in on something that you mentioned. Uh, Is this a Big 12 semifinal game? And you know, it's hard to have three semifinals. It's not how math works, but you have Texas and K-State, you have Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, and then you have Iowa State and Kansas. And Kansas is just behind all those four and one teams at three and two. So in as audible way as, uh, as it is, is this game between Texas and Kansas State a big 12 semifinal?
1: It feels like it. It feels like it, but like you said, the math doesn't add up. But often in sports, the math doesn't add up. Um, and so I, I, think, I think it is. I think it was a great question that, that, that was pr- proposed earlier. Um, and because, you know, like I said, Kansas State's playing well. They're clicking at the right time. Um, I want your thoughts on it though, because I, I feel like I feel like if Texas can do it, I think there's a few weaknesses in the Kansas State team that we're gonna we're gonna answer some questions about, but I want your take on kind of the Big Twelve semifinal de facto type deal and then how you know how that's gonna lead into what happens in Bedlam and what happens moving forward. Yeah,
0: I, I really do think that this is a Big Twelve semifinal because both these teams still have to play, I think they both have to play Iowa State. So the yeah. winner of this game exits 5-1, and one, has three games left, has to play Iowa State, and even in the old iteration of the Big 12, two or fewer conference losses basically guaranteed you a spot in the Big 12 title game. I think that'll hold true, and so I think whoever wins this game is going to have the blueprint for, for beating Iowa State too. If for Texas specifically, if they win this game, that means that even with Malik Murphy and Even, you know, just with this being a a November matchup, Texas was able to run over the flyover. I don't think they're going to pass around it. I think they're going to run over it if they do have success. And if they can do that against Kansas State, well, you just found the blueprint for Iowa State as well and for TCU as well, who just lost to Texas Tech last night. Um, So I think if uh, Texas can win this game, uh, it is a Big 12 semifinal. Um, they'll have the blueprint for getting past some of the other defenses that look like this. And if K State does, I, I think it looks the same way. I think they can limit Kansas. that they, they are you know that's their rival. They're used to playing that style of football. they they get up for it. Um, and then Iowa State too. It'll be uh, kind of looking at a mirror um, in in that regard. So I, I really do think that the winner of this
1: game will see playing in about a month in Arlington, Texas. <sighs> It just makes sense, man. It, 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 and you know what? This is this is a team coming off a title, and they still have experience. It might, it might not be the most talented, and they've got some guys there. Cooper Beebe's probably the best interior lineman Texas is going to face in 2023. They've got some guys, but, you know, the, I think Kansas is going to be a big test for those guys too. Jay, you know, when you get Jayden Daniels back, that he changes – or Jalen, that changes the, the, their dynamic. And so some things can still play out, but it really does look like that with these two teams. So let's look at this one.
0: If Texas's offense can do blank, then the Longhorns will
1: win this game. Rush for 250-plus yards. If they control the clock, if Sark doesn't get stubborn and understands you don't have to go vertical every time, especially the first six out of pl- eight plays of each game, just run the ball. Run the dang ball. I think Joe Cook tweets that out. Every once in a while, because it's something that he believes in his core. Run the dang ball. When you've got Jonathan Brooks and you've got a a, a Jaden Blue and you've got a CJ Baxter, you got guys back there that you can rely on. Even if you're missing one, you still got two dynamic guys that can go. Use that. You've got offensive tackles in, in, in an interior line that have experience. Use that. You got a big tight end and the most threatening wide receivers in the Big 12. That's going to pull those guys back, especially when they when they run a flyover. I think Kansas State can be rushed on. I think that's their weakness, and I think Texas running the dang ball is going to do it.
0: Yeah, I didn't put a number on it, but I, I agree. It, it's just run over the flyover. And, again, I go back to that Iowa State game last year. Nothing's working. You know, the offense is just not getting down the field, and Sarkeesian just decides. I have B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson, and he runs for 12 plays and then has to go to Xavier Worthy on the whip route for the touchdown on fourth down. They got to that point by running the football and they ran it and they ran it and they ran it. And I really think that this is going to be a big game for Malik Agbo. I think you'll see a good amount of that uh, heavy 12 personnel with him on the field as a tight end, just to make the uh, make the spread out the front uh, and make that three down system have to work a little bit harder Make some of those linebackers have to get in, into some boxes that maybe they right. don't want to be a part of, um, and then it's to the rushers. You know, it, Jonathan Brooks is seventy-seven yards away from a thousand yards. I think he hits it this game, and I think it's going to be because Texas rides him a lot—twenty, maybe twenty-five carries. It took, I think, thirty last year for Bijan for Texas to win this ball game. So uh, I, I'm with you. Just run. Don't abandon the run don't get caught up with those three safeties just take what the defense gives you go down the field and hey with Jonathan Brooks we've seen he can bust out
1: some explosive runs he was built for this Joe Jonathan Brooks is a volume carry guy he was in high school and he has that sense in college I think he gets better as the game goes along and that used to be something we see a lot I don't think think we do as much anymore Brooks is built for this
0: Flip it the other way, if the Texas defense can do blank, then the Longhorns will win this game.
1: Ooh. You know, solid secondary play, but I really think it starts with defending the quarterback. You know, if Avery Johnson is on the field, you're going to have to be able to set the edge. No doubt about it. If, if, If Will Howard's on the field, you're going to have to be sound in coverage, in your assignments, and you're going to have to get some impre- some pressure off that line, whether it be generating it or organically producing it. It's gonna You're going to have to contain those two quarterbacks. The thing that hurts K-State is when you see Will Howard, you know they're probably going to throw. When you see Avery Johnson, you know they might run, and they might run some different type, you know, like an option, so, so to speak. you got to be sound in all those things. So if they figure out a way to kind of contain those two guys, I think that is the way Texas does it. What about you?
0: Yeah, just to to touch on that, you know that old silly phrase if you have two quarterbacks you have none that, that does not apply to this team. Like Will Howard is very happy and very capable in his role and though he was dinged up earlier in the year, he can still run. Uh he he outran the Texas defense a couple of years ago though there were some effort problems on that play for guys who left the program shortly thereafter, but he's athletic, you know, he he Colin Klein didn't use him for no reason, Colin Klein probably sees a little bit of him in Will Howard, but uh, you know maybe a little bit better passer. Uh, but Avery Johnson, he's he's a special player. He's why Kansas State was so excited uh, when they won that recruitment, when they won the battle for the top player in Kansas in the last cycle, because it, it's just such an impact player and his athleticism was going to play early. He's okay at quarterback stuff. They're not going to put the game on his arm, but they haven't had to. So, you know, in that, that kind of applies to, to my answer. You, you got to create third and longs. You can't let these guys move ahead of the change, whether it's Will Howard, whether it's Avery Johnson. You know, you can't set up a third and three and you're putting, um, let's say, you know, Anthony Hill in conflict on his own read because they're going to make the right read more often than not. And Avery Johnson's going to get that corner if Anthony Hill crashes. You don't want third and five because their Ben Sinnott is there, and Will Howard's going to hit Ben Sinnott over the middle uh, for that you know six yard pickup because that's all they need. You need to make this a game where it's it's third and long, where you know basically they they struggle to put Johnson on the field for the most part because they trust Howard uh, in throwing a little bit more make the efficiency tough to come by for Kansas State. You know this has been a program that for the past thirty years is really good at making third and manageable. And the offensive coordinator, Colin Klein, when he was a quarterback, that's how they lived, just him falling forward. So making third and long situations, putting the quarterbacks in tough situations, I think is, is key. And then from there, you're just playing defense and uh, trying to make sure your coverage is sound and your rush lanes are sound against some quarterbacks that can scramble.
1: If Texas gets good linebacker and safety play, they'll win this game. If they do. I think the D-line's gonna play how they play. I think the corners are gonna play how they play. It's gonna be up the middle. How those linebackers and safeties play, I think will dictate how that Kansas offense rolls. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this adidas
0: there are other big games going on in the big 12 this week and we talked about the other ones there's bedlam uh oklahoma state and oklahoma in
1: it's too early that feels
0: weird to me it's way too early it should be a few weeks later for some reason the big 12 has it now and then as mentioned iowa state and kansas uh, meeting two teams who are, you know, in contention for the Big Twelve title as well. So, just real quick on those other games, the other semifinals, I guess, if you want to talk about it that way. Uh, how do you see Bedlam going? How do you see Iowa State
1: and Kansas going? I got Kansas over Iowa State because I think they got some belief. I think they have some confidence, and and you know. I pick on Iowa State a lot with the whole gambling scandal, Uh, and I probably shouldn't do it as much as I do, but it's just too much fun. Uh, But I I just – I feel like Kansas is a better team, actually. And I think Iowa State's been playing a little over their head, and I think they've been playing kind of selective, so to speak. Bedlam, everyone thinks it's Oklahoma State, and I I get it. Ollie Gordon, I watched him in high school. He's a – it was a big drink of water then – playing quarterback, running back, receiver, linebacker. I mean, he was a grown man at Euless Trinity. So I'm not surprised. A little bit surprised he's breaking off 250s on a regular, but hey, Ollie's going to Ollie. I think Oklahoma wins. I really do. I think Dylan Gabriel's experience is can, can be the biggest factor there. Oklahoma State's also like Iowa State. I think they're playing a little above their head right now. And, and, and so I, I think Oklahoma after – if Oklahoma doesn't lose to Kansas, i probably take the pokes. I think the Sooners might come in there with an inflated sense of who they really are. They got exposed, buddy. And now Venables and those guys, they got some young players that can play. And I think the experience – Gabriel, I like OU. Tell me yours. The On3
0: app, good for notifications – Jaleel Farouk arrested Thursday night while driving erratically. Do you want to change your prediction after learning that information? That's the Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> Good job on the on three app. Of all times,
0: of all times, you know, right there.
1: Well, on three bad that's the you could have for it. At least he's not getting tackled by an Arkansas state policeman. Um, that was just bad. I, I still like the Sooners. Hey, motivate around your guy in the pen. Everybody knows somebody there. Just stay motivated.
0: Oh, man. I don't know how to come back from that. Uh, I'll go to uh, Iowa State and Kansas. You know, I keep thinking this Kansas team's not going to maximize unless they get Jalen Daniels back. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Um, I am curious about the health of some of their skill guys, but this offense that they have with Jason Bean, the option-predicated one, that's tough to prepare for in the span of a week. Every option offense is tough to prepare for in a span of a week. Um, And I think that program's just riding so much momentum right now to where they eke out a close one over the Cyclones. with Bedlam, even before the Farouk news, um, one of the things that I'm thinking of is that place, Boone Pickens Stadium, can get crazy for a Bedlam game. And for the last Bedlam game – I can't imagine what the paddle people are going to be on, hitting the side of the walls with those paddles. All the Oklahoma State fans are going to be down in cheese fries and whatever else Eskimo Joe's offers before the game. That place is going to be extremely, extremely loud, probably louder than it's been in, in some time. And usually Vegas gives that three points. I think it may be worth more than that in this in this instance. I really do think that Ollie Gordon's going to light that stadium up and uh, maybe not rush for 200, 250, something like that, but he'll have some big plays. Jonathan Brooks had big plays versus Oklahoma. I think Ollie Gordon's on a similar heater to where he'll make some plays like that. We'll see what type of Sooner offense we get from Jeff Levy because for somehow Kansas had the blueprint. like, And, and I know that's an offense that's very much based on reads, there was a lot of giving of the football. I, I don't think that Dylan Gabriel had over 20 pass attempts in that game, and that was a close game. So yeah. we'll see if Oklahoma Absolutely. State's able to follow that blueprint. You talk about rivals, you know, preparing a little bit throughout the year for uh, their rival on the opposite side. Oklahoma State didn't play Texas this year, and I know that game matters to Gundy and they knew this one was going to be the last one for some time. I bet there's been a lot of effort from the black and orange side of things, and I think that's why you'll see Oklahoma State and Kansas in those other Big 12 games take home the victory. So,
1: Real quick before we get to the spread, and I know we're on the time, don't don't forget over the summer – the one of the big time boosters and, 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 and directors at, at at Oklahoma State had come into one of those meetings where you know we're talking to everybody and the alums and basically said, Look, your kids are only going to remember this year for one reason, and they're only going to ask you one question for the rest of your life. How did you do against Texas and Oklahoma the last time you played them the, in the last year? He said, That's the only thing that matters. And we've seen that from head coaches, so you know, kind of kind of broken up, said in the same way. Uh, in, in context, you're right. Oklahoma State might be more than a field goal at home this week. If Stillwater ever got rowdy, and it does, you and I have both experienced that, Saturday might be then.
0: I have definitely experienced it, maybe over-experienced it one or two times. We, but
1: We've we, we both been on some good and bad sides of that place.
0: Yeah, that 3 bought field goal game, I do not even register to me. But let's man, get to my uh
1: was making me blush.
0: No, oh, man. So let's get to picking the spread. Justin, I've pulled into a tie <sighs> in the standings with you. I, we are both 4-4 four, four and 1.
1: Yeah.
0: I was uh convinced to pick the Longhorns against the spread versus BYU last week. You went the opposite direction and uh, unfortunately, that did not work out for you. So we're both 4-4 four, four and 1 against spread this year. I think the one push Oddly enough, was the uh, one non-Texas game we picked because that was Washington, Oregon. So we're both four and four against the spread when picking the horns this year. The spread currently sits looking at Bovada, Texas minus three and a half. Justin,
1: how do you think this one shakes out? I I think with everything that's going on with Texas right now, with 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 the way practices went this week, with all the focus, with all the drive, what they know they had ahead of them, uh, it's just tougher with a quarterback going into a second game. It's just tougher, especially for a team that I think is hyper-motivated to finally get over the hump and beat Texas, the only team in the Big 12 they haven't. And so at the end of the day, I, I do think Kansas State's a field goal better. I don't see Texas covering. I see Texas I mean, actually winning outright by a field goal 31-28. That's the first time Is that the first time you've picked against Texas
0: even just to lose the game this year? Did you do it for Bama yes. as well?
1: No, I took Texas over Bama. This is the first time I've picked against Texas this year. Okay. Well, I
0: I see it being a slog type game. Uh looking at what the uh, over under is, it is 49 and a half. I don't have it getting there, but I do have the Longhorns winning 26 to 20. I do think Texas will get there and cover. If you look at how that score is made, you know, twenty points—that's two touchdowns, two field goals, twenty-six. Considering the red zone woes, uh, that is, you know, probably two touchdowns and a lot of other field goals. So I can see Texas moving the ball between the twenties against this team, but struggling in the red zone—like seems to be the the problem de jour this year. Maybe they get to twenty-one and they get a field goal and a safety. Who knows? But I, I don't see this being a high-scoring game, and I can see the Longhorns winning this just by a possession and uh, advancing in the so-called big 12 tournament.
1: And if they do, and if you do cover and you do t- take the lead over me, which could happen, not, not thrilled about that, but understand this team, um, if they're going to use all their depth on Saturday, I'll say that.
0: Absolutely. So, Another great edition of Questions Answered. We're looking forward to this game. Hope you are as well. Tune in tomorrow. Make sure you're watching the pregame show. Watch with us with Aaron Hogan and all the rest of the crew. And then the postgame show with Bobby, Jerry, Drew Kelson, and Rod Babers. Justin, thank you as always for joining me on Questions Answered. Make sure you head to InsideTexas.com. Subscribe. Get all the best Longhorn information, team recruiting, coverage. Otherwise, basketball starting up soon. We're going to have some great stuff over there on that. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. Thank you to our producer, Matthew Hutchinson. We'll see you next time on On Texas Football.